This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 417. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 417. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm going to tell you that I'm recording from Seattle in the sun, and this is a record-breaking occasion because we are celebrating our first sunny day in 80 days here in Seattle. And it's funny, I didn't realize that I was feeling the oppression of the rain. We have had such a rainy winter, and I am someone who's not super bothered by the rain typically, but I think it's been bothersome to me this year because every time we've gone up skiing, it's been like rain mixed with snow and it's been disgusting like we just come home full of mud every time we go up and we go up every weekend we started skiing last year Vinny started lessons for the first time I switched from snowboarding to skiing we went up like nine weekends in a row or something and every weekend was beautiful and sunny so I was just like oh mountain sports are so gorgeous and fun and this year it's been like disgusting every single weekend So the oppression from the weather has been noticeable to me because I'm typically not so exposed. So as a result, having our first sunny day in 80 days has been like such a gift. So if I sound extra loud and I'm talking extra fast, it's just because there is light in my life today and I am so grateful. 
So with all that said, I'm very happy to be in your ear today. Love kicking off every Monday with you. I'm very excited to talk about our content today. It's been inspired through multiple conversations in the last week. And it's something, it's funny, it's like a conversation I can't put to bed, which is why it's now turned into a whole episode. It's something I started talking about on social media, on Facebook, and then that evolved into an email that I wrote about it. And now here we are taking it to the next level, giving it a whole dedicated episode. So I can't wait to talk about that. I can't wait to dive in with you to talk about why you might think you don't have anything to offer. I have so many things to say about this. But before we do that, I want to honor our Shameless Mom of the Week. So Shameless Mom of the Week always comes from a review left for us in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave a review for the show, here's what you need to do. You go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and that will put you right into our review portal. And then you let me know how the show has impacted you. What I want to know is how has the show impacted your life? And the reason that's important is because when other moms are looking for podcasts to listen to, if they can see, oh, this show really impacted someone else's life, another mom's life, maybe it could help me too. That matters. That counts, right? And this is like in our world of reading reviews for everything and getting analysis paralysis on what we want to take in reviews really matter and reviews inspire others to take action reviews inspire others to curate what goes into their ears and it matters so thank you to everyone who's left a review it means the world to me and i love hearing how the show has impacted your life so this review comes from her screen name is serious about fun and her title for the review is my anchor she says i've been listening to the shameless mom academy podcast since september 2018 i wish i discovered sarah sooner i'm a working mom to a seven and nine year old life is hard and sarah breaks it down to stay positive and motivated, cut out the clutter and focus on what matters. By taking care of yourself, you can be a better mom, wife and friend. It's okay to say no, you don't have to be everything to everyone. Your time is valuable and you have control in how you spend it. She has a nice variety of guests who touch on numerous topics. I've also introduced my husband to the podcast because Sarah's topics aren't just applicable to moms, but also dads. He's getting a lot out of it and I'm sure he'll realize where I got my Sunday basket idea from. Thanks, Sarah. And I hope more moms and dads discover this podcast. So thank you, Serious About Fun. I so appreciate that. And I love, love, love that we have more and more shameless dads joining us. So shout outs to the shameless dads who are listening today. We actually have a number of shameless dads who listen to the show. We also have a number of non-moms. Like people always tell me in secret, they're like, I listen to your show, even though I'm not a mom. It's like a dirty little secret. I'm like, that's okay. I got you. So yes, a lot of these topics are just applicable to being a better human being. So I'm here for that for sure. I love this review. I'm so glad that I've had the honor to be in your ear since September 2018. Serious about fun. And what a true honor to also have your husband on board as well. I think that when couples decide to invest in learning and growing together, holy cow, like the magic that can happen in a relationship is so, so powerful and so profound. So giving you two just a big shout out and sending you lots of love for the work that you are doing to be bigger, bolder, braver every damn day. All right, so let's dive in and talk about, I don't feel like I have anything to offer. So I wanna tell you where the inspiration for this conversation came from. I put up a post last week in our private Facebook group and I said, I wanna know if you have not got a ticket to Shameless Mom Con yet, why haven't you bought a ticket? I said, I want you to be honest and just let me know. And here's the thing, I have been promoting programs and events and challenges and memberships and coaching and like all of these things for years. I've had three businesses. So I'm pretty familiar with people's objections around why they don't buy things. But I also think it's really helpful to know 
what might be standing in the way of someone making a decision and someone deciding that something is not for them right now because I can have a better sense of what you all need and how I can best serve you. And so I knew there were going to be people who said like, oh, I can't take the time off work or I can't afford it right now and things like that. I have, you know, other things going on. It's the middle of our spring break, that kind of stuff. But what I did not expect was to have multiple women say, I don't know if I have anything to offer at this event. And I don't know if I'll fit in with all these other awesome women. And it wasn't just one person that said that. It was multiple people that said that. And it stopped me in my tracks and broke my heart because I would never, ever create an event where everyone would not be welcome, where all shameless moms would not be welcome. And yet, as clear as I feel like I am around like this event is for you and you belong here and it is for all moms, no matter where you're at, this is what women do. We still disqualify ourselves, and we still say, well, but I don't know, like I'm not super cool like those moms or I'm not like a high achiever or I'm not a go-getter. I'm not like that. I'm not going to fit in. What if they're super successful and I'm not? And I'll tell you, this actually came up last year as well. One of the women speaking at the event, she's going to be on a panel. She's going to be talking about her situation last year, waking up on the morning of Shameless MomCon at the hotel and messaging me and saying, hey, Sarah, I don't know if I have what it takes to walk from my hotel room into that conference room. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm qualified. I think I'm faking it. I think that the other people deserve to be here and I don't. And she ended up walking into that room and she ended up having this magical transformational weekend. And it was so, so powerful to watch the whole thing take place right before my eyes, which is why I asked her to get up stage and talk about it this year. But The truth behind that is that while she told me that and she sent me this message on the first morning of Shameless MomCon, I know there's other people that did not send me messages that felt that same thing. I also know that there's people who did not come last year because they didn't feel like they had anything to offer. They didn't know if they would fit in okay. And I know that those same people sat at home watching pictures on social media, feeling full of resentment and full of regret because they sent me messages. And I know that some of those same people are still not buying tickets this year because they still feel the same. And so I think it's really, really important that we talk about this because regardless of whether or not you come to Shameless MomCon, I just want you to show up for your life. Like wherever that might be, I want you to show up for your life. I do not want you sitting at home wondering where you are allowed to show up, where you fit in, where you might have something to offer. Because the truth is you have something to offer in any room that you step into, any room that you step into. And I want to talk through some mindset resets around this because you might surprise yourself if you give this a little more in-depth thought. I think it's easy to think of spaces where anyone would not feel qualified. So if I were to say, hey, you know, I have this extra ticket to go to lunch with Michelle Obama and Oprah tomorrow. You want to join me? Like so many women would be like, I mean, yes, I want to go, but also, holy cow, like, I don't know if I'll fit in, right? Like, universally, we might all think that, right? So there's situations where that's like a very normal response where we're like, that sounds amazing. And also, holy cow, like I'd be scared out of my mind. But I want to talk about how we do this in really everyday settings and how much this holds us back. Where do you not show up in really small situations because you don't feel qualified? And what is the impact of that? So where are you not showing up in the workplace because you feel not qualified? Where are you not showing up in social circles and events because you don't feel qualified? I know there's things that I haven't shown up to 
as a preschool mom and as a kindergarten mom and as a first grade mom, because I thought, well, I don't know. I mean, that's for like the older kids' parents, or that's for like the moms whose kids are like on the other soccer team. Like at Vinny's school, there's kids who are like already competitive in soccer in the first grade. And there's, and my child is not one of them. And if you were to ever see him on a field, it would take you like one half of a second to realize my child is not a competitive soccer player. And so it's funny, like I know there's circles in our, just in the first grade class and none of them are intended to be exclusive at all. But I just know that like, oh, there's kids that are like on that soccer team over there. I'm like, oh, well, they have their own thing on the weekend, right? So we just immediately put up these boundaries and these barriers, even when no one is intentionally trying to exclude us. But we just automatically are like, oh, but that's for them. That's for someone over here. That's for this. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. On an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. I know I have friends, multiple friends with children with special needs, and they put up barriers around their friends with typical learning children, and they disqualify themselves and say, oh, but these friends, these women, they don't know what this is like. And so I don't fit in here because my situation is so different. I can't relate. 
And so we automatically put up these barriers and some of them have some truth to them. Some of these situations are circumstances in which it is harder to relate. But I want you to also look at where do you get in your own way because you see a challenge in relating or you see fear in relating to other people and you decide to just sit at home instead. And you decide to just watch from afar and feel more and more dissatisfied because of your isolation and feel more and more dissatisfied because you're intentionally staying disconnected. So the thing about this is that you get to pick your pain. And so you can pick the pain of deciding I have nothing to offer. So I'm going to stay at home and watch this from afar, which is going to really hurt inside when I'm watching everyone else learn and grow and have fun. Or I can pick the pain of growth. It is very uncomfortable to step out of your comfort zone. It is very uncomfortable to go into an environment where you don't know people, where you don't know what exactly is going to be happening, where there's just a lot of unpredictable things outside of your own control. As someone who likes a lot of control and predictability, I understand that that is very uncomfortable and also that is the only path to growth. And that is the only path to magic. Literally the only path to magic is by doing the things that are uncomfortable and doing the things that will provide you the opportunity to learn and connect and grow in different ways. And so I will actually even give an example. Last weekend, we were up skiing and (laughs) prepare yourselves. I'm not going to use a ton of examples today, but I'm finding that skiing is giving me so many analogies for everything in the personal development space and in life. So last weekend, we're up skiing. I had had this run a few weeks ago where it was just awful. We were with some friends. I was not in my lesson that I'm typically in on the weekend. And we were with friends. I got on a run that I was like very underqualified for. And I could not pull myself together to actually use my skills that I have. And I ended up panicking, taking off my skis, sitting down on the mountain and riding down the mountain the entire run on my butt. And like if you're imagining someone looking really ridiculous, sitting up holding skis on their lap, riding down a mountain on their butt. That's exactly what I looked like. So like, just take a moment and go ahead and laugh at me because it was very laugh worthy. So I did this and it was awful. Like I was really scared. I was mad at myself. I was just super annoyed with the situation. It rocked my confidence in a really big way. I had been feeling really good about my skiing until that happened. And then I was like, oh yeah, like I am definitely not ready for this level. And I don't know when I will be or if I ever will be. So that was a few weeks ago. Come to this last weekend, I ended up, I'm in class and my teacher's like, okay, so after lunch, I'm thinking I'm going to take us over to this area over here where there's these blue runs. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what run specifically are you talking about? Because I told you about that run where I like sat on my butt and I went down the hill and it was really awful. And he's like, well, yeah, that's where we're going. And I immediately wanted to just barf and like poop my pants because I was terrified. I was like, I have to go back to that place. In my mind, that run was about 30 miles long. It felt so long and it was so scary. And I was like, oh my God, like we're going back. And so he said, here's the deal. I'm going to split the class into two groups. He said, you can self-select. So if you want to go over here and join us on these blue runs, you can do that. Or for those of you that don't feel ready, you can stay over here and just keep practicing your skills and technique on these green runs that we've been using for the whole season. And so I look around and I'm like, everyone, like out of the eight people in my class, I know that like about six or so of them are going to go for the blue run. And I was like, oh my God, like I can't not go. I can't hold myself back. I know I will be so mad at myself if I don't go. And also to go is the last thing in the world I want to do right now. I literally feel like I might die and this could be really, really bad. And I'm not only am I like potentially going to die, but I'm going to embarrass myself to no end in front of all these people. 
And in front of a mountain full of people, the mountain was super crowded that day. Like when I had sat down on my button gone down, it wasn't super crowded. So I was like, well, I mean, at least only like 40 people saw me go down, right? Not like 200. And so, but I realized, I was like, I have to pick my pain. Which has the better outcome? Because both of these options really suck. It would not be awesome at all to just stay on these green runs, which I have pretty much mastered. And it's really not going to be awesome to go try to conquer this blue run again. I'm going to hate every single minute of it. But which pain has the potential for a good outcome? Which pain has the potential for something that allows me to grow and to get to the thing I want to do? I very much felt like I don't have anything to offer here. I do not fit in because everyone else in class was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Like, I'm scared. I'm nervous. But like, I'm ready. And I was like, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm not ready. And I'm going to poop my pants and I might die and also might burst into tears right now. Like, I just felt so not like I did not feel like there was a winning option in this situation. So I ended up going with the people to the blue run. My legs were shaking the entire time. I was so tired from the very beginning. I was like, I'm so tired because my body was like so tense. So I literally like we start the run. I do like three turns and I was like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. Like, I don't even know if I can keep going. My legs are shaking so bad. My nerves are just like through the sky. And so, and the teacher kept, he's like, do like three turns and then stop here. And then he would like talk, teach us and coach us. And I was like, I can't keep stopping because my legs are so shaky. They are going to get out from under me. And so I was like, I have to keep going until I get to the bottom because I'm so scared I'm not going to make it because my legs are like so shaky right now. I need to keep moving. I ended up getting through the whole run without falling. I hated every minute of it, but I proved to myself that I could do it. And in that moment at the end, I was like, you know what? That sucked. And also that was totally worth it because that pain, at least at the end of it, taught me that I could do something that I didn't think I could do. I still don't ever want to do it again. And I know that when I go back to class next time, it's like the first thing we're going to do is go back to that damn run again. But I know that that was the better option because I had the opportunity to grow and I had the opportunity to do it in a supported environment. So I had other people there who were like, you've got this. We're here with you. We're doing it. You're doing it. This is great. And I did it. And I will say what's so funny is I got to the end and I was like, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And then I was laying in bed at home that night and I was like, I kind of want to go back. Like, I kind of want to go back and make it better now. Like now that I've proven that I can do it, I kind of want to go back and go back and see if I can actually enjoy it. So I'll have to keep you posted. But that's a great example of picking your pain. The pain of not making a choice, the pain of just sitting back and being like, well, I don't have anything to offer here. I'm not going to fit in. So I'm just going to stay home. That's painful. And we often think that like, that's the quote unquote comfortable option. It's not comfortable. That is painful because that is choosing dissatisfaction. That is choosing ultimately isolation, resentment, regret. That's definitely painful. And when that's your chronic choice, when that's what you choose over and over again, that becomes chronic emotional pain for sure. So on the other side of that, if you're picking the thing, if you're picking the growth and you're picking the opportunities to learn and the opportunities to connect with other people and figure out what you have to offer in a situation, which we're going to talk in a minute about how to do that, then there's those moments for magic. And there's moments to be like, oh, wait, that was so hard and scary. And also, holy cow, I did it. And wow, like I kind of want to go back and do it again. I think I can maybe even do it better if I try it again. I think I actually have something to add that's of value in this environment. I think I actually have some strengths here. I think I actually like in showing tenacity, in showing courage, I think something really positive shifted here for me. So I want you to pick your pain. When you're sitting in that place thinking, I don't have anything to offer, what pain are you going to pick? The pain of isolation or the pain of putting yourself out there? 
And we'll talk more about putting yourself out there in a minute. So the next piece of this is I want you, when you go to this place of, I don't think I have anything to offer, I'm not going to fit in. I want you to look at all the women in your life. And also think about women who are like kind of on the periphery of your life. Have you ever met a woman and you were like, you know, she doesn't really have that much to offer? Probably not, right? I mean, there, there might be people who you don't adore, who you're like, they're not that awesome, but that doesn't mean they don't have anything to offer, right? So like, I've never met someone who I've thought like, they just really have nothing to offer. But yeah, these are the things we think about ourselves all the time. It's interesting to me, the really critical negative self-talk that we put on ourselves all the time that we would never put on another woman. So when we look at other women, we're like, oh my gosh, this woman over here who she doesn't even know how amazing she is. She has so much to offer, but she doesn't think she does. And this happens all the time. We look around us and we only see people who have so much to offer, women who have so much to offer, other moms who are just out there crushing it, right? And I promise you those women on the regular are like, I don't really have that much to offer because this is what we do. So why would you think that about yourself when you don't ever think that about anyone else? Why would you think you don't have anything to offer when you think that every other woman has something to offer? When you've never come across a woman who has nothing to offer, yet you chronically think you have nothing to offer. It's untrue. And we get so caught up in these myths in our head that we let them become true and we let them inform our decisions and we let them become filters through which we make decisions that hold us back. So if you can look at all the women around you and recognize like, oh, they all have so much to offer. Know that there's a piece of them inside that where all of them think the same as you, where they all have moments of like, I don't know if I have anything to offer in this situation. And yet they continue to show up. So stop discounting yourself when you know the truth is there's no such thing as a woman who has nothing to offer. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. 
I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Next, I want you to think about when you have demonstrated and practiced courage in your life and make a list. This is one of the most powerful exercises you can do. I've talked about this over the course of the last year. It's something that I had all my members and Momentum Mamas do a while ago. And then I also had my mastermind members and my business and leadership mastermind and Tenacious Mamas. I had them do this as well. So I want you to create a courage list. And it's literally just a brain dump. And it's a brain dump of all the times in your life you've practiced courage. And when you do this, you start to see these themes in your life where you're like, holy cow, like I've been through some stuff. I've done some hard things. I'm kind of a badass. And it can be anything like it might be the times that you practice courage that were not by choice. So maybe, you know, I practiced courage when my parents got divorced. I practiced courage when I had to help raise a sibling. I practiced courage when a parent got sick. I practiced courage when I had a child with special needs. All those things are not by choice, right? But you have to show up as your most courageous self in all those circumstances. And then there's other times when you have actively chosen courage. I decided to run the marathon. I decided to go back to school. I decided to leave my marriage. All of these things where you actively chose courage. When you put together this courage list, where times when you've chosen to be courageous and times when you've had to be courageous, you will start to see, holy cow, I've done some really big things in my life. And when you can look at that list objectively and recognize, wow, like I am so strong and so powerful and I persevere when the going gets tough, like I keep showing up, I make things happen, I make sure that I get what I need, I make sure that other people around me get what they need, I'm an advocate for myself, for other people, all of a sudden this whole chatter around I don't have anything to offer becomes way, way smaller. You can really quiet that voice when you look at all the ways that you've shown up in courage. And sometimes you really have to look at that list and recognize, oh, wait, I've done a lot. And I want you to look at that list and connect it to outcomes in your life. I've started doing this a lot in the last few years, looking back at, okay, so these are the hard things that have happened in my life where I've had to step into courage, often not by choice. And how has that informed me? How has that informed who I've become? And I know for me, one of the things I've really given a lot of thought to in the last couple of years is my relationship with my dad and how I have felt really not seen in that relationship. And how that has pushed me to be seen in other areas of my life and what a gift that has been. And so sometimes when we look at the ways where we've had to practice courage, not by choice, we can connect it to other ways when we've been able to show up in really powerful ways in our life, that that courageous act afforded us this new level of power, these new gifts that we got to implement and execute to do really cool things with our life. And I'm not certain that I would be doing this work in as public a way if I had been more seen by my dad. Because I think a therapist or a psychiatrist might be like, Sarah needs a stage. <laughs> like, and where does that come from? <laughs> like, what happened in her childhood that made her need a stage with a spotlight, you know? And so it's really interesting to start looking at some of these things to recognize, oh, wait, those times when I've shown up and practiced courage have really informed outcomes in my life. 
And that means that I have a lot to offer. And that means that I have, that I can fit in in ways that I have never even considered, that I've never even really given a second thought to. So now it's so interesting. Like I can qualify myself for all sorts of different conversations that I didn't used to qualify myself for. When I first learned that I had anxiety starting at like age eight is the earliest I can remember it. I was not like jumping up and down ready to tell the world. But now, oh my gosh, I'm like, you want to talk about mental health? I am in. So now I can find ways to fit into new places and to have things to offer in different kinds of conversations because I recognize where I've had to practice courage, where things have been really hard in my life and what I've done with that. And so I want you to get really clear on how you've shown up practicing courage in your life, how that's informed outcomes and how that really puts you in a position to have very unique gifts to offer anytime you walk into a room. Next, I want you to recognize and own your gifts. So this really goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. What are your gifts and how are you owning them? For a long time, I didn't own being a speaker or a coach or a mentor because, you know, for a long time I was in the fitness industry and I was like, oh, well, forever I just was like, well, I'm a personal trainer. I didn't even identify as like an entrepreneur, a gym owner, like anything like that. I'm just a personal trainer, which makes you it sound like I do one-on-one personal training with people, like with a client at eight o'clock in the morning and one client at nine o'clock in the morning and one client at 10 o'clock in the morning. There's nothing wrong with that at all, but that was not what I was doing. When I was identifying as a personal trainer, I was actually running a multiple six-figure fitness business. I'm a personal trainer. That's not what I was. I was a CEO. I had multiple trainers working under me. I had hundreds of members at my gym. Like I had so much going on and I wasn't recognizing and owning my own gifts. So as I built out the Shameless Mom Academy, I've been really clear around what are my gifts and how am I going to own them with pride? Because that allows me to see where I can offer things in different spaces. And so now I can qualify myself. And so as an example, next week, I'm speaking at Alt Summit in California. If any of you are going to be there, I'll be in Palm Springs for a few days for this. I'm going to speak at Alt Summit. And I'm speaking specifically on six ways to build a six-figure business around your podcast. And I'm speaking on that topic because I recognize where my gifts lie and I am owning them with pride. So I could easily look at Alt Summit, which I looked at Alt Summit last year and I was like, oh, these are like people who have massive followings. These are people who have like, you know, they all have like a million followers on Instagram, all these people who are speaking here. So like, why would I apply to speak there? And then I started noticing, oh, but no one's talking about how to build a business around a podcast at this event. No one's talking about how to be successful at the podcast. They're talking about like how to take cute pictures on Instagram. That sounded very dismissive, but there was a lot of content that was a little more fluff, which there's value to that for sure around, you know, how to put yourself out there in different ways. But there wasn't, a lot of content around like how women can make money. And so I was like, hello, like I'm gonna go talk about that. And so I submitted to talk about that because I recognize my gifts and I own them. So now when I'm going into a place where there's a whole bunch of successful people and I can often feel very dwarfed by that, I know exactly what my gifts are. So I don't have to feel like I have nothing to offer because I can say, oh, but this is what I have to offer. This is what I'm doing that's different or special or unique. And we all have that thing. So what is your thing? I want you to really push yourself to recognize what is your thing? And next, you have to practice putting yourself out there. And this is uncomfortable no matter what. This goes back to picking your pain. It is uncomfortable to put yourself out there. When I was speaking at We Ignite a few weeks ago, I did this really great keynote talk for this event called We Ignite up just north of Seattle. And shout out to my We Ignite 
people who are listening today. And we had a really great opportunity at the beginning of the event. One of the speakers, Marley, gave us these little connect cards, which we're going to be using at Shameless Mom Gone. They're so amazing. Connect cards that allowed you to have really cool introductory conversations with people. And so instead of being like, hey, like, what's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? The questions were way more in depth, but really fun and engaging. And it was so great to go into a space where it wasn't like, well, what do you do and what do you do? And it kind of immediately feels like this weird comparison thing, especially if you feel like you don't have something to offer and instead have a conversation. I mean, the questions were like, you know, what's the last thing you laughed at? Or who's the most inspirational person in your life right now? Like things where you're just like, anyone has something to contribute to that, right? And it's going to be a really fun point of connection or a great shared moment versus like, here's what I do. What do you do? And this like kind of weird comparison thing. And so I want you to practice putting yourself out there by being a good question asker. This is something that came up repeatedly at that event. And I think it's such a great skill to be a good question asker. And so instead of putting yourself in a position where you feel like you don't have anything to add, what if you could just ask a question that gives someone else the space to open up and give someone else the space to be seen? And then that conversation will shift into a place for you to be seen as well. And so I do this all the time. (laughs) I joke because I'm like, I will do this to anyone in any line, anywhere. I'm like, hey, I love your socks. Where'd you get them? And then all of a sudden we're talking about Target. Or hey, like, I love how you braided your hair. Did you like learn how to do that on YouTube or did you just know? I will ask weird questions like that all the time because I want to know things. And when you do that, it lets down people's guards. And all of a sudden you just are having a normal conversation. And it doesn't have to be this weird like, are you good enough for me? Am I good enough for you? Like where we're like sizing each other up. It can just be like, you have cool socks and you love Target. Oh my gosh, me too. We're clearly meant for each other. (laughs) And so you can really bring the pressure down a little bit by being a good question asker. So what are some questions that you can ask people that allow you to just have a fun conversation? And your questions can start off with like, I'm super socially awkward. And so I just want to ask you like, why you came here, or I want to tell you this funny story or whatever, like own the thing. I do this all the time. You own the thing that you feel the most insecure about. Just own it from the get-go and be like, I feel super insecure right now. So why don't you tell me something about yourself? People love that. People are going to be like, oh my gosh, you feel insecure. I feel insecure. Let me tell you about how I feel insecure being here too. People like to see you for who you are and people, especially in the context of something like shameless mom con, if we're talking about that, People will be so grateful that you let down your guard because you immediately level the playing field. So all of that is to say, I really want you to think about when you are sitting back thinking, I don't have anything to offer. I don't think I'm going to fit in. How are you going to talk yourself out of that space so that you can pick pain that is productive? Pick the pain of growth. That is productive pain. Picking the pain of just sitting back and watching life pass you by because you're constantly disqualifying yourself from places and spaces that would be so powerful and so magical for you only stands to put you on a losing path, a path where you will lose opportunities, where you will lose opportunities to learn and to grow and to connect. And I know that's not what you want for yourself. And I know that's not what you want to model to your kids. You want to model growth. You want to model like heroicism. I took my child to a protest last week and I was like, I don't feel qualified to be here. This is a protest for another school across town about something that happened with their teachers. Like this is not even in my immediate community, but I want to be here. Like I want to have a say in this. I don't feel invited to the party and I'm just going to show up with my kid because I want him to know that that's what we do. We show up. We show up when it's awkward and it's uncomfortable because we believe in something. That's what we do. And we walked over into this protest and I was like, are they going to like ask if we go to school here? Because we don't. (laughs) And nobody cared. There was plenty of people there that did not go to the school. And 
Vinny and I got to have some really great conversations about this specific situation was around the topic of gay marriage and gay marriage in the among teachers in Catholic schools in Seattle. We got to have really good conversations around that. We got to go make some signs. We made our pride signs, our love wins signs. We took him over to the school. He got to be a part of something really cool. He got to see these students stand up and give amazing speeches. And all of that was me being like, you know, I'm not really sure if we're invited to this, but I think it's worth checking it out. I don't know that I have anything to offer here because I'm not technically part of this community, but I'm going to show up and check it out just to see. And it ended up being a really powerful moment for Vinny. It ended up being a very powerful moment for me. And what happened was that so many other people showed up in this space who weren't connected to the school specifically, and it allowed those teachers who we were fighting for to be seen on a bigger level to the point that this reached national news. It actually reached international news. So this school story became an international school story. So if you heard anything about Kennedy High School in the Seattle area last week, this is what I'm talking about. But it became this international news story because people got over themselves and showed up. They stopped asking, well, I don't know if I have anything to offer here. They just made some dang posters and they showed up. And they stopped worrying about like, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to fit in. I'm not LGBTQ. Can I still show up and fight for them? Yes, you can. So stop being so worried about if you have the right thing to offer and if you're going to fit in. And let's assume that you are. Let's assume that you are. And especially if we're talking about Shameless MomCon, I promise you, you will fit in. I have created a space designed to include you, very carefully crafted to include you. So that's my soapbox for today. If you have more curiosity around Shameless MomCon, we have just a handful of tickets left. The hotel is very, very close to being sold out. Like there's literally, I think at the time of this recording, there's like five rooms left. So if you have any interest in joining us, do not delay. Tickets are only on sale for another week or so or until they sell out. And you can get all that information if you go to shamelessmomcon.com. That's shamelessmomcon.com. It'll be linked up in the show notes as well. But I want you to think about this. I want you to think about you do have something to offer and you do fit in, but you have to qualify yourself. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it 
it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.